We thank you, Lord, for the journey. We thank you for setting our eyes on things eternal. When the world wants to put the blinders on our mind and have us only looking one way towards them. They want us to only think as they do. Live by doctrines that can't eradicate the smallest of problems, only band-aid them. Help us, Lord, to be more than worldly expectations, but a lighthouse for your word, shining bright across the seas of despair and regret, anger and hurt, loneliness and frustration. You alone have the response needed, and we give your name the honor and the glory it deserves always. O Lord Jesus, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. We are so glad that you're worshiping with us today. Your Moment Ministries would love to hear from you and how Jesus is moving in your life. Email us at yourmomentministries at gmail.com with praise and prayer requests so we can share them in future broadcasts. And if we have been a blessing to you and you want to support us with your giving, you can instantly send your blessing to our Cash App address, Your Moment. Thank you so much and may God continue to bless you. And now, today's message. You know, I get a lot of people that'll ask me when they see me in the mornings, I'm up, I'm moving around, and I'm motivated, ready to go, get started. You know, uh, why are you so happy? You ever had people ask you that question where you just, they, they look at you with a grumpy face, twisted up lip, and they're asking, well, why, what are you so happy for this morning? What, what's going on with you? You know, they just seems, it seems like they just don't have it together when it comes to their morning routine. So, uh. I, of course, I would encourage them in the name of Jesus to get up right. God got you up, got your hands all moving correctly. You're, you're still in your right mind. Everything is working to a certain degree, uh, you know. And, uh, you know, there's many reasons to wake up happy, but we got a lot of people out there that don't. And then I began to think, they are waking up living the same day over and over again. And just like that movie Groundhog Day back in the day, where the, where the main character is waking up to the same day over and over again. They're not progressing, they are in a loop. This loop is comprised of a lot of things. Um, you have worry, anger, fear, anxieties of all sorts. And it's keeping people from looking at the next day as a new day as God describes every day being brand new uh, but they can't look at it that way so with this Bible believing God fearing mind of mine I went to God's Word and look for answers to how God can get you out of this stronghold you might be in right now this leads us to the beginning of a series of messages on doing life just doing life. And uh, the first part of doing life is waking up the right way with God. That's our topic. And so we're looking at Ephesians, reading from the fourth chapter, verses 26 to 27, which reads as follows. In your anger, do not sin. 
do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. In the second half of this chapter, we see Paul is telling the Ephesians, do not live like the Gentiles anymore. And right now, I pray in the name of Jesus, before we even get started, I pray that you are in the process of understanding Christ, walking with Christ. And I pray this message reaches you in a way that will benefit you and uh, enable you with some new ideas, a new fresh look at how you wake up with God. Amen. So Paul is telling the Ephesians, you are no longer one of them and use what you have learned. He is laying out for them a foundation for Christian living. It is when we get to verses 26, well, verse 26 and 27, we discover the focus of this week's message and the answer to why people may be waking up feeling like the days are all just running into each other. So the first question is, if you want to wake up the right way with God, are you properly addressing their anger in your heart from the previous day? Are you properly addressing the frustrations, the aggravations, anything that's leading towards the any kind of anger? Are you addressing it any at all? Did you address that anger yesterday? Did you address it before you went to bed last night? Did you uh, fix it up? Did you square it up? That's, that's what I'm asking here. You know, because that has a lot to do with why you are waking up feeling the way you are feeling right now. Because you see, some of us, if we're honest, we know how to carry a grudge. We scar our minds with the time of the event, when it happened, how it happened, who did it, and why. And we keep it there forever. It's weaponized now. We have that in the toolbox when we need to throw it in somebody's face and we put it back when we're done with it how many of y'all know somebody like that they can't remember what they wore yesterday but they can tell you exactly what happened to them 35 years ago on this date and this time and better yet what was on the tv at that time come on now we can we gotta do better than that must do better so now you're unforgiving you are unrepentant in your actions, and you're outside of the will of God, sinning in your angered state. Don't you know that James 1.20 says, For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So as long as you're in that state, you're not doing anything for the kingdom. Next, if you want to wake up the right way with God, that means letting yesterday go. Easier said than done for many people. Close well. Get to a point in the day to where you can sit down and with a calm mind, square things up with your husband, wife, friend, relative, and just be done with it. Accept what has happened and pray to the Lord for his intervention in the situation. Now, I know you're angry and you might feel justified for it. In fact, you might be justified for being angry, but you got to let it go. You have to. 
And, and here's something else. Numbing yourself to the wiles of alcohol, prescription, and non-prescription drugs does not solve the problem. Sorry, you've heard that before. I'll say it again. What you've done is simply pushed it away for a few hours. Now, here's the catch. And you'll go to sleep, and you'll wake up feeling like you haven't slept, and guess what? You've accomplished nothing but took some drugs. And you've still accomplished nothing. Everything those drugs were supposed to do, everything the alcohol was supposed to do, did not do anything for you. You're waking up still feeling like you haven't slept in 24 hours. That's not the way to go. I, I'm, I'm horrible at 24 hours. I just, I'm just a zombie, and I'm sure you are too. Come on now. God has more for you than walking around not knowing you in the world. You, we can do better than that. Here is what me and my wife, we do. Uh, we have a lot of TV shows we watch at night to um, relax and call it a day. Uh, you know, sometimes you get to that point in the, in the evening where the day is done and there's nothing else more to do. So you sit down and have a nice dinner and uh, we binge watch a lot of TV shows on Netflix and stuff of that nature, you know. So it gets us out of the mindset of what happened during the day and gets us in a better mindset to discuss the TV show, the characters they're in and uh, what they're going through and just enjoying the evening with one another, enjoying the evening and just letting the day be what it was. And I, I think if many people did that, they probably feel a whole lot better waking up in the morning because you know, you don't have that stuff on your mind from the previous night because you've let it go. Let it go. Whatever happened that day, we turn over to God. And I would suggest you do the same. And we prepare ourselves for a peaceful evening and prayerfully a good rest. And it is because I believe, now this is just me, hopefully it's you as well, uh, that the power of Christ is real and Jesus' words is real. He said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. If you're weary and you're burdened and you've been going through it, Christ is saying there, I'm going to give you rest. I'm going to give you a chance to take that deep breath and take a knee and just relax. And I'm just so glad that God, through Christ, does that for us every day. Through Jesus Christ, we claim the victory over sin through his power, through the shedding of his blood. And through that victory, we are able to find rest if we turn it all over to him. And when we do this, we don't give, as the scripture says, the devil a foothold. There are so many out there right now behind bars and who are living horrible lives, if they're not behind bars, they're living horrible lives because they fail to get a hold of their anger. They sinned in it. They shot someone, killed someone, committed adultery, lied, practically broke every commandment in the Holy Bible. And they're living in that status daily because now Satan has taken full control. The reason why the Apostle Paul addresses not to sin in your anger first is because it begins a downward spiral and it only leads to Satan in your life and hell when your life is done. The key is 
to understanding the bigger picture of God's provision for you and your family. That is the key. You got to have that big picture thinking with God. When, when Job was reaching out to the Lord and everything he was going through, then God responded. God was trying to get Job to see the bigger picture in his provision for him and everybody else in the world. Sometimes you got to tell yourself today wasn't the best, but God got me through it. And I'm grateful and I know that he orders my steps. And not just tell yourself that quietly. Say it vocally. Let your kids hear it. Let your spouse hear it. Let your friends hear it. Let them hear that you have faith in Jesus Christ and his great provision over your life and your family. Jesus also says in six, Matthew 6, 34, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own, and this verse practically brings the whole message home. If you don't get nothing else tonight, uh, write down this verse, Matthew 6, 34. Here are some thoughts. Think of others in your home, please. Think of those who you will come into first contact with in the morning and think about what they have to face that day and don't add to their woes with your poor attitude because you're still angry about something that happened yesterday and you have not squared it up, which means you have not gotten a good night's sleep, which means you're waking up cranky, which means you are spreading that spirit all over your house. Stop it. Let's bring it to a stop. Let's make the lunches. Let's put on the coffee, turn the TV on, get your mind off things, and more importantly, dig deep in your faith. Wake up looking for God's word. Wake up, put an inspirational message on. There are a variety of preachers out there doing what I'm doing right now to get you in the right mind with God in the morning, get your day started off with a scriptural thought and some biblical perspective. Utilize it. I encourage you, utilize it. All right, next, remember you are representing the kingdom of God. Don't let your anger take that away from you because that anger is leading to other things. Paul is showing us that anger leads to a variety of things and he does not want that to happen because that's not a part of Christian living. You can't lead no one to church, no one to Christ, no one to your witness of what God has done for you if you don't have yourself together. You've got to keep it together. Take these things to the Lord in prayer. Reach out to fellow believers. Talk to them. But most importantly, talk to the situation. Talk to it. Pray about it. And if you're out there and you feel that the Lord has been working on you in this area of life and you're tired of being in that loop, I encourage you to come to the cross. Accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior if you're a non-believer. And see what God has in store for you. Maybe that you have let it go far too long. Maybe this anger you've been carrying way too long has turned to bitterness and it has altered your life in a way that only God can fix. Come to the cross. For my fellow believers out there, if you're out there dealing with this, I expect you and I encourage you to find fellow believers that you can trust to confide in. Better yet, get around people that can help you 
square up whatever situation it is, and more importantly, pray with you to get that anger out of your heart because that's not going to help you and you're not going to be a benefit to the kingdom, let alone your fellow church family members. And we want you to be a benefit, not a hindrance. And if you're out there watching right now and you need someone to talk to about this, and you're maybe you've heard something today that will help you out and you just want to let us know that, hey, that was, that was some good stuff and I'm going to take it to action. Be sure to contact us by the information provided. I would love to hear from you. You'll get a great response. I want to encourage you in the name of Jesus Christ. And I want you to know that we're all human and cute, including yours truly. We all have to remember these things. These aren't things that we just do now and forget later. We do them daily. And we encourage each other daily to do them. Because we're doing life. And that's the, the topic of our messages for the next couple of weeks, more than likely. Uh, and I ask you to stay in prayer as we go about just going through the small things that we do in this thing called life, which begins with waking up and starting your day. Because uh, we definitely need to start our day with the Lord because we need him in our lives, not just on Sundays and Wednesdays and sometimes Saturdays. We need him daily. So I ask you to stay in prayer, stay prayered up and enjoy the summertime weather. And we will talk to you next week. But until then, take care.